If everyone in that arena and everyone in the locker room and everyone around the world who's a member of the WWE Universe bends over and kisses my Bob Backlund. I'll see you at SummerSlam. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out episode 283, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I am your host with the most, Dave the Rave, and I am here with Brandon. You can go follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. And let me get back to all the other promoting to do. You can go follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Go follow Markin Out on Twitter at Markin Out. Go listen to all of our past episodes at MarkinOut.com on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio and on Google Play. Something like that. Google mm-hmm. Play? Question mark? No, no question mark. That's Google Play is right. Google Play. Also, go like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash MarkinOut. And buy our, our t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkinOut. Now... Back to you, Brandon. Did you say YouTube.com slash out 11 Right there. Yeah. Take it away. So, how was your week? My week was good. It went by very quick. Uh, we had a... <laughs> it went down very quick. Yeah, how many days How many days were in your week? Well, right now we're recording on Wednesday, but it feels like it's uh, we're still on Tuesday because everyone had off on Monday. So... But everything's been going well. Uh, Fourth of July was fun. I uh, got to watch some of the fireworks um, in Albany and everything like that. So that was pretty cool. Now, did you go to a specific place to watch fireworks, or were no. like no? I just watched it from afar, like watched from, it, your, just, from your from yeah. your window, uh, roof. Okay, yeah, from the roof. Um, yeah, it's too crowded in Albany, especially for the Fourth of July. So, but you can still see everything, so I'm fine with that. Um, doesn't take too much to uh, please me. All right, Brandon, how was your uh, Fourth of July? It was uh, it was good. I uh, well, first of all, I didn't see any fireworks on the Fourth of July. Really? I heard fireworks. I I, o- I almost saw fireworks. I'd be fairly upset about that. I well, I saw a bunch on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, just from my porch mm-hmm. so i was fine there so from every direction northeast south and west so yeah. it, was, it was good i don't need to see tons more fireworks although i'm not like not open to seeing fireworks mm-hmm. i think they're cool i just wouldn't i would never light one and play with it like, I... like brother nero <laughs> and Matt Hardy. yeah I would, I... I would never do that but not uh with that right now yeah We'll we'll speak about that much much later, but uh, let's let's move on to uh, let's kick this off with some yeah. Monday night Monday night Raw, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Monday night Nitro, which I went to a uh, a, a cookout, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. and uh, got home just missed ten minutes of Raw, and then I uh, was able to catch up and saw it. Which, there you uh, go. Monday night Raw opened up with a July fourth. Party, 
backstage, uh, where the Golden Truth were doing some karaokeing, and uh, the Vaude Villains came in and made them stop, so I guess Aiden English could sing. And then uh, someone threw food at Aiden English. I think it was Ziggler. I was going to say I thought it was Bubba Ray. Oh, I thought it was Ziggler. I thought Bubba because I thought I noticed. What? What? First of all, what got thrown at him? Was that egg salad? Uh, I'm not too sure. <laughs> like, I couldn't, like. I don't know. I couldn't but tell, I, but it looked like Bubba Ray's hand had yellow all over it. Yeah. So I'm but, not positive, but that's when Miz and Maurice came in and Miz tried to prevent a food fight from happening. Saying like, oh, this is why we can't even have SmackDown parties anymore for Thanksgiving. And, uh, well, then he said because of uh, they're moving to Tuesdays. But somebody uh, threw chocolate syrup. Oh, it was it was Tyler Breeze, I think. Squeezed chocolate syrup all over Miz. Yeah. In general, I thought that this segment is poorly placed. It's a good segment, but very poorly placed. I thought it was an odd choice to open the show. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch, especially everyone's reactions to it. I thought that it wasn't too much, though. There wasn't too many, uh, I don't know, I was expecting a little bit more. Well, I think uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens' spot, I think, was funny. He immediately got under the table, just started eating chips. Yeah, I think that Kevin Owens' spot, uh, stole that entire segment. I the liked, fact that, yeah. I was gonna say, I like, well, you continue, because it's a... You had a, a full thought there that I just Oh, I, well, I mean, I was just going to say how with Kevin Owens, how they returned from a break or whatever, and then later showed him leaving from underneath the table and right. getting a pie to the face. Which we have no idea who did it. WWE. I'm going to assume the cameraman. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what it looked like, right? Yeah. I but, mean, was I supposed to not think that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was El Generico. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, it's funny. But, yeah, so Kalisto threw, like, a rib or something at Big Show, and he goes, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And Big Show's like, you want to you wanna do that? Throws a, a rib, and it hits Kane. And then Kane goes to chokeslam Big Show. Big Show goes to chokeslam Kane. And Heath Slater had whatever egg salad, I'm going to say, and threw it at both of them. And then uh, they double chokeslammed him through the table. Yeah, not really the smartest thing to do, especially when these two monsters are ready to chokeslam each other. You don't want to get involved in that. Yeah. And Heath Slater decided that it would be a good idea to do that. But it looked like people were uh, genuinely having a good time in the food fight. That is one of the good things about these food fights, is that it legit seems like everyone's enjoying their time and having a ton of fun. Have you ever been in a food fight? Yes, I have. Like, what's the situation that you're in a food fight? Um, what's the situation? Uh, it was at my grandma's house when I was much younger. It involved <laughs> me and my uncle Kevin, and I think that's really all that were involved. And so we got just in a YouTube, lot of trouble. It was you two throwing food at each other. Yeah, I, maybe maybe more people joined, but we got into a lot of trouble for that. Well, See, ma mainly Kevin got into trouble. I didn't get into trouble. Mm. So, what it's, about you? It's funny. Well. As in my adult life, well, I shouldn't say adult life because it was still, I was probably, I'm going to say 16. Uh, we, we didn't really have a, a, a food fight in, in full, but in my house, um, my parents were out to dinner or whatever, and my brothers and, his, and my older brother's friend were over, and uh, dip, we all threw dip at each other. 
like some ranch French onion dip or whatever. That's so, not good. Yeah, I don't what know What did why. we throw when I was over? That was just water, right? Uh, were you over for the dip stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I remember some, there being something all over the wall. But I think it was just water. I, I think don't... Jared probably got pissed at you and threw water at you or something. Oh, probably. But uh, <laughs> in my school days... Oh, here comes the stories. <laughs> not really stories, but in, uh, in middle school, um, in the cafeteria, it must have been like 7th or 8th grade... Um, my, my table that we, that I would sit out at lunch, we were in like the bottom left-hand corner of the cafeteria, right where the lunch ladies would be, like the door to come in and out of the cafeteria for the, or into the kitchen, I should say. Uh All of a sudden, um, somebody throws a glob of tuna salad. Oh no. Not from our table. I don't know which side, like, it came from, like, the middle of the cafeteria and, like, went, like, all the way across or whatever. Mm -hmm. Somebody got hit. Somebody retaliated. More people started throwing food. Everybody's throwing food, whatever. Our table sat there not throwing anything. Nothing. We got hit. We didn't throw anything. Why? I'm not, what the, I had, first of all, I'm not wasting food. (laughs) I'm like, whose food am I picking up to, to throw? So, uh, and, and, but the people at my table were just like, we were like ducked and covered basically. And I, I would say I was sitting with like some popular kids, I guess. So they weren't like <laughs> nerds or whatever that like, oh, don't throw stuff at me. But, uh, the, the deans and the, the, I, I don't know if the principal came in, but. You had more than one dean? Yeah. Interesting. I think we did. Yeah, we definitely did in middle school and high school. Uh, high school too. But uh, but they came in and somehow the blame got pushed onto us. You see, and that's why you should have thrown <laughs> something. We were like, we didn't, we didn't throw anything. We we just sat here. We didn't throw anything. We ducked the the food fight. Duck and cover. And uh, luckily, the lunch ladies who were standing at the kitchen door vouched for us. So, uh-huh. so we didn't get in trouble. Oh, there you <laughs> so, go. And it's funny because I think I know who started it. But, who was it? Come well, on. I mean, you're not going to know who it was. Well, what's their name? I. It's been so many years <laughs> down the line. Brandon, get it off your chest. Who no. is the person that started this food fight that got you in trouble? And nobody's even going to know. And Brandon, I'm not going to say it? anyone's name. Brandon, get it off your chest. It's I, okay. I think it was somebody named Jason. <laughs> oh, wow. Jason? Yeah. You know what? I always thought that it may have been Jason, but I never wanted to actually say it. Um, but I thought it was so disgusting. Like I like tuna salad, but, uh, getting hit with somebody else's tuna fish salad is not okay. (laughs) And that just like, that made me like sick. I didn't like, I didn't throw up or anything, but like, I'm just like, I, that was like the most disgusting thing ever. But the WWE food fight doesn't look like it was such, they were clearly like not really eating the food there. So, well, I mean, it looked like. A few people were. I, I mean, mean, yeah. I mean, I Jericho say- Jericho put food in his mouth with a Band-Aid, took it out. So that was clearly, I mean, come on. Why yeah. is there, you're not going to pay for a $20,000 catering just to have a Band-Aid in there. <laughs> oh. Which is crazy. It was probably like $20,000 waste of food. Messed up. Yeah. But the food fight took place. And uh, after that, Lillian Garcia sang the national anthem for uh, America's birthday. 240 years old. Mazel tov. 
And uh, after that, we saw the United States Championship get put on the line in the very first match of Monday Night Raw on July the 4th, 2016. The champion, Rusev, defeated the challenger, Titus O'Neil. Um, you have Titus O'Neil dressed up as, like, Uncle Sam fighting for the United States. I thought he States. looked more like Virgil in those pants. Definitely, definitely looked like Virgil. But, right. they were, but because they were shorts... I wasn't going to say it instead of tights. Okay. But I was definitely uh, thinking Virgil when I yeah. was watching Raw. But he was he was dressed as that, fighting for the United States. And uh, Rusev, Rusev is the United States champion, but he was fighting for the U.S. and lost to the U.S. champion on July 4th. So I don't know which way would have been more un-American. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Rusev is Russian. Yeah. And, he, and he's not nothing to do with the United States, yet here he is as the United States champion. Um, but would it have been un-American to lose the United States championship? I think I thought that I was completely fine. I was fine with this match. I, well, was, I was fine with. I was fine with it too. Yeah, I was. I'm fine with uh, Rusev. Although I wasn't fine with the ending. I'm okay um, with it. I just I thought Titus O'Neil like, oh, it's July Fourth. I'm dressed this way. I'm fighting for America, and it's just like, oh, accolade, tap, and that's, I'm, and that's that. I'm fine with it just because the fact that it's Rusev, and I want Rusev to be viewed as a powerhouse, as he should. But then he comes off looking cheap, where he goes right after he lets the accolade go, gets, gets pissed or whatever, and puts the accolade on again. Well, that's not being cheap. He already He's, picked up the victory. That's still kind of cheap. I don't think this. You can't you ever hear about kicking, some, kicking someone when they're down. That's cheap. I I think as a heel, he's allowed to do that. He didn't. That's it still wasn't cheap. A, that's he, still, yeah, but it's not still or cheap. Post match, it's still that's still cheap. And sometimes post-match. people get the sometimes people get the the call reverse because of that. Well, he did not this time around. But here he's sitting there chanting USA after he puts on the second accolade. How could you not hope for Kurt Angle to return right then and there? Yeah, I think you got some people's hopes up. Uh, I think, I mean, you were definitely getting hopes <laughs> up because you're a Marl and you don't read. Uh, I do read. <laughs> well, I guess you don't watch Monday Night Raw, so in the context, <laughs> you took it out of context. Yeah. So bam roasted. I know. But uh, after yeah. that, we saw a tag team match. Um, I guess first I'll talk about the fact that there was a uh, promo before him. Uh, the social outcast came out dressed as Minutemen. And uh, for a fraction of a history lesson, um, it's thanks in part to Minutemen that the colonies were able to defeat England in uh, the American Revolutionary War and become the United States. So you have the social outcast dressed like Minutemen, uh, only to be cut off by Enzo and Cass, which is that not un-American as well? I think it's completely fine. But I'm saying, like, in the terms of America zero, heel and not heel too? I don't know. Uh, you're, Enzo, you're, you're, Enzo and Cass aren't take, heels. Now you're taking too many things out of context. It's, I mean, it's you're, not, giving, you're giving too much meaning to it. Well, yeah, exactly. I just gave a whole definition of what the Minutemen basically Yeah, <laughs> you gave way too much meaning to it. It's just, but then, but then it, like, 
cut, turned around as to uh, Enzo not being un-American because he rattled off all 44 presidents in order. Dude, you know for a fact Bob Backlund was marking the heck out for that. You <laughs> he, know it. And, and he, he did it just an just insult. Just an insult. The outcast. No, no, that's a lie. Do you think that he actually did it just so he could get an autograph and a picture with Bob Backlund? Was that like, is that, was that yeah. Bob yeah, Backlund used to say like, oh, I can, I'll give oh, you yeah. that? Yeah, you ever see the, him wandering around Universal Studios? Yeah, Somebody, people would ask him for uh, pictures and he would do, turn them down because they couldn't list all the presidents of the United States. I would definitely never be able to. Nope, me neither. But... But, yeah, so as you were saying, uh, that ended up, yeah. I was going to say not much took place in the match. You know what? It, but it, I was fine with it. Yeah, and if you pay attention, you can kind of see how good the social outcasts are in general. Yeah, it so. was a good good match for the fans. The fans loved it. And I thought it was it was fun to see them dress up as Minutemen. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, after that... We saw a terrible diva segment. Um, you had Charlotte speaking about how she's been champion for so long, almost a year. Uh, I guess you can count the, the Divas Championship run into the Women's Championship run. Um, but then she followed it up by saying that this is just the start of her reign or something, or her reign is just the beginning of it, which that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, then it finally it ended with uh, Sasha Banks getting the better of both Dana and Charlotte by locking in the bank statement. All right, well, I'm going to disagree with you. Disagree with me as in this was a good segment? Yeah, bro. I actually enjoyed it. First of it. all, Sasha, Dana Brooke missed a thing where Sasha had Okay, to- the, wrestling, the wrestling part of it wasn't that good. I thought it was awful how the Dana uh, clothesline and then the Charlotte going, like, ducking her head so she could get suplexed or whatever she did, uh, get punched in the head. But I thought that the promo-wise, that it was fine. I thought that it was a decent promo. I thought that Sasha Banks was awesome on the mic. I thought that the interaction... No, 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 no. I am not taking anything. I'm not taking anything away from Sasha Banks in this segment. It's I, it's the other two. All right. Well, I'm not going to take too much away from uh, from Charlotte because I did think that it was a fine promo. I just it, I thought I thought I, how could you think that's a fine promo where she goes, "Oh, I've been champion for almost a year," and then she goes on to say, "This is just the beginning of my reign." Yeah. No, that I think was stupid. But also, on the other hand, she didn't actually write that. You don't know. Whoever wrote that script for her is not too bright. But I think that it was a, one of her better promos. And unless I'm, this is I, unfortunately, fine. unless this is unfortunately one of like the actual beginning of her reign, where it's just a year into the reign, and like she goes on to be champion for five, six, seven years, which uh, I don't see that happening. And I, I was, I was fine with it. Well, I thought it was absolutely fine. Uh, next up. You had Dean Ambrose, the WWE champion, taking on The Miz and picked up the victory over the Intercontinental Champion. Um, Which they billed this time around as champion versus champion. Um, Didn't you tell me that it was supposed to be title versus title? No, I said it was champion versus champion, which was a non-title match, um, which Michael Cole went on to say that this was such a rare thing to see. 
Yet, last week on SmackDown, we saw the same exact match um, with the same basic outcome. With uh, the only exception being last week, they did not bill it as champion versus champion. You gave me flack last week on the show for calling it champion versus champion. And here they are. Mysteriously, Why did they give you flack for calling it champion versus it, champion? Because, the, champion versus because champion. the titles weren't on the line or something. No. Yeah. Oh, no, I probably wasn't listening to you. No, you are listening to me. Uh, I doubt it. I Thanks. really I doubt it. I was listening to you. I appreciate <laughs> it. You're welcome. But um, as far as the match goes, it was basically the same match we saw on SmackDown. Not a bad match at all. Um, no. I, I liked Dean Ambrose selling his knee injury. <laughs> well, during the match, at least, because afterwards he was... He ran down on the knee. Completely yeah, he was forgot fine. About selling it, so. But yeah, it was good. It was fine. Yeah. Um, next up, you had Seth Rollins taking on and defeating Dolph Ziggler via pedigree. Dean Ambrose was on the Spanish announced team commentary yes, here. Yes, he was. Um, I guess the whole reason why this match was a match was because Dolph Ziggler challenged Seth Rollins due to this maybe being one of the last times that he could actually challenge Seth Rollins and prove that he is the greatest or whatever due to mm. the draft coming up. But uh, this match, I mean, there was literally, it was nothing short of great. Yeah. I, 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 I thought it was, it was fine. It was fun to watch. It'd be a shame to not see that match again. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler went to go hit the zigzag. Rollins held on. And uh, when Dolph Ziggler went to get it up, boom, locked in pedigree and hit it. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, after the match, Seth Rollins cut a promo on the announce table saying that Roman Reigns needs to be taken out of the match at Battleground. Yeah, I agree with him. Basically called him a joke. Said that, he, that Seth Rollins deserves a one-on-one match. Said that I think he said that uh, Roman Reigns is a disappointment to everyone. Yeah, that he's he's uh, tarnishing uh, Rollins and everything like that too. And uh, then Dean Ambrose got up on the Spanish announce table and said some stuff and basically said, "Oh, you want the title? You don't have to wait for that." And boom, throw threw it at Seth Rollins' face and then jumped onto Rollins. They brawled, led to a uh, dirty dre- dirty deeds being hit on the uh, Spanish announce table. Which yeah. it's, it's weird how like they're like. Do you think the tables are always set up the exact same way? What do you mean? And wrestlers just know how to land on them, or is that a very stupid question? Like cause think, he didn't he didn't break through the table, and they did that the other week too, where where it broke. Like, what, it's like, probably what's cut. The, it's probably not cut. But that's a like I don't understand. How do you have like a table that's because like when somebody goes through the table and they don't like go through it, like a regular brown table. Like the table just collapses, so it's like is like I don't know. I would like to know how they put together a commentary table, I guess, which is not readily available to us. I'm more interested to see how they put together the uh, ladders that break so easily. That I mean, that has you could see. Is it a wood? I don't know whether sometimes it's wood it's or wood. not, but it's you crazy. could see. You could see like where the ladder cracks. You could see the line in it sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes the ladder legitimately bends, so it's not like, I don't know. 
I, I still like. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how you take a bump on a table. Uh, well, a table. Yeah. A ladder, more so. Well, talking about bumping, let's bump on to the next segment. Yeah. Talk about some Wyatts. They uh, appeared on the screen and basically invited New Day to their to their house, their compound. To which later on, New Day came out and they were replying to that. And said that they're going to bring him a gift the next time they see them. They were going to bring him bootios or whatever. And uh, the Wyatts appeared on the screen. And Bray Wyatt, he was just like, like, you guys can keep joking. Or you can come to my house and be men. And Kofi and Biggie Langston accepted on behalf of New Day. And uh, they kept on making jokes. Xavier Woods is like, hey, guys. Like, you guys aren't taking this serious. And Yeah, and walks out on them. Yeah, he's he's like the Wyatts are dangerous. You don't you don't get that. And I mean this is a side of woods that we've seen for the past week, maybe. Well I think maybe week. two two weeks maybe. Yeah. And he's like, if you guys don't get how dangerous they are, then I don't I don't think New Day is gonna work. So I don't know, will uh will we see the Wyatt family take on just Kofi Kingston and Biggie Langston, are they going to shoot this? But then uh, uh, Wood said on uh, the interview with Cole this past week that New Day isn't splitting up or anything like that. So they're just disagreeing over this entire feud with the Wyatt family. And if they do step into the ring with the Wyatt family, I really hope that it's just complete carnage. Well, that's the thing. Like Bray Wyatt invited New Day to their compound. So, well, I don't know if it's. You think we're actually, finally going to find out what happened to that news reporter? I don't know. I, I first of all, I like the I way know. this was shot. Uh-huh. This was shot like those original promos. Not, not really the original promos, but like in their environment where they weren't like just in the dark, blackened room with the light or the the lantern or whatever. This was like yeah. in a shed where they kept switching off and. And you see it, like, you see the background, like, oh, my God, what else is out there type of thing. Mm-hmm. What can actually happen if New Day goes to the Wyatt family compound? Is it going to be something like Sting and Vampiro? I don't get that reference. You don't remember that match where they had, like, no. I don't know what the match was, but they were out, like, there was, like, dirt involved, caskets. I don't know. Nitro. I don't know. Or a pay-per-view. Yeah. But up after that, uh, well, after the original Wyatt Family promo, Vicky Guerrero came out making her return to WWE to say that she wants to run SmackDown Live. One of the best heels in uh, recent WWE history. Which I tweeted that out and somebody like gave me slack for it, saying like, I forgot exactly what they said, but they were basically like making a mockery of what I tweeted. So this person was so angry at what you said because you're so angry over that I wouldn't say they were angry over it. I just think that they said something like, "Oh, like you're joking, right?" Something like that, which yeah. isn't really making a mockery of my tweet. But I honestly, I believe it as well that Vicky Guerrero was one of the most. She was she, like, you can't deny that she was one of the most over heels in, in recent yeah. history. I mean, look at how awful we spoke about her before. Uh, we even jumped on board. We were insulting, saying how she shouldn't even be on TV, 
and everything, yet look what she became. Yeah. Even Marie is next. Just wait. But, uh, yeah, so she's like, Stephanie and Shane, you guys can run. You guys can run the uh, run Monday Night Raw, but I want SmackDown. She referred to herself as the, the COO of SmackDown, but I don't think that's correct. But uh, later on in the night, she was being escorted out still by security, which we didn't say that security was escorting her out. But um, And she ran into Dolph Ziggler. Uh, they had they exchanged some words, and she goes, "Oh, Dolph, tell him, tell him uh, you know me or whatever." And Dolph goes, uh, "I've uh, never seen her before." Ooh, <laughs> and, yeah, and then they just took her out, and it was funny. Yeah. So next up, we ended up having the Golden Truth picking up the victory over the two guys that we don't care for, but villains. Uh, um, this, this of course, stemmed from the beginning of the food fight. Yes, one match came from that food fight that aired to open up Raw. Golden as Truth. Opposed to, as opposed to it happening right before this. And then you could have had, heck, you could have had Vicky Guerrero open Raw. And I would have been a lot better with that than having a food fight open up Raw. Wow. So. I, don't, I don't know if there's ever been a match that was set up due to karaoke, but this was one of them. And uh, Brizongo were out there ringside in the VIP lounge, which, uh, I mean, I don't know what you think, but I think it's a little lamer when you're just two dudes sitting side by side in the VIP section with no women. Wasn't that us when we went to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, you didn't have to be there. <laughs> I, just, wanted to... I just wanted to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We, we weren't two dudes so, in the VIP section, and we weren't sitting side by side like Brizongo were. But yeah. I think I think it would have been uh, it would have been better if uh, if Summer Rae was out there. Even though she, I mean, obviously she wouldn't be out there. She has nothing to do with Tyler. I mean, Breeze you could anymore, have you could have hired two random uh, women. Yeah. You know, I mean, like how Godfather. Used I was to just gonna say, Godfather used to do. Could have had someone of uh, random people. Yeah, but yeah. I. I thought it was, it was a decent match for Golden Truth getting over. I like their finisher. Yeah. Uh, the, I guess they call but it I the mean, solid gold. It, it solid kinda, gold. Does it not remind you a little bit c- too much of the magic killer? I don't. With the club? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I guess I just, just because like the same, the setup is similar. No. Well, I mean, our truth is hitting a power bomb. Right. I mean, as a, I mean, it's. But it's like the similar pickup to me. I don't think so. I, I think it's, I mean, it's still, I mean, what's the difference between that and then the, uh, the reverse neck breaker that the Dudleys, uh, Dudleys do? I mean, is someone lifting up? It's the exact same move as Goldust and, yeah, exactly. and R-Truth. Still, it just it ends in a, a power bomb instead of a, yeah. a neck breaker. It's still someone lifting up your opponent into the move. But I thought it was a fine move. But as far as the actual match, like it didn't even have any connection to Brizongo, other than them sitting oh. ringside. Yeah, so I, I guess I, it's unfortunate. Like for whatever reason, they're still continuing Brizongo versus Golden Truth, where it's just it's it's since, I mean, basically since before WrestleMania with the Golden Truth build up. I was gonna say this has been going on for a very long time with Golden Truth, right? Like this is yeah, it's at least since 
March or February. Which is like, that's for WWE standards of a feud, that's insane. <laughs> it's funny, but... I, you know what? On one hand, I hate it, and on the other hand, I'm so happy they finally have a long feud. It's like a three. Someone. It's like a three to four to five month feud going on right now. Yeah, when was the last time we had something like that? It was like Christian versus Randy Orton, but that got tired. But but that but this like that's not even like a main feud even. I know, which is why it's even better. But that's not. I mean, feuds go in and out sometimes. Like, look at the Shield. That's like that's like a a pretty long lengthy feud going on. Yeah, I guess. But after that segment, John Cena came out and basically said that AJ Styles got the better of him. But um, AJ Styles can't win matches on his own. He always has to have um, Gallows and Anderson with him, which isn't necessarily a lie right now. Yeah, and he called the club out. And AJ Styles came out with the club, basically said that he's got the club there for him because he knows at any time John Cena can bury him due to who John Cena is. Which I thought was hilarious that he said. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles also, he mentioned that nobody came out to help John Cena last week because nobody, nobody relates to John Cena because John Cena's just on a level of his own. Which is, you can't deny, John Cena is on his own level. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have like, your main eventers, and then above that, you have John Cena. Yeah, absolutely. But this was also, I mean, the, the club made their way down to the ring, in the and ring, started to attack John Cena. Just beating him down. July 4th. How are you not going to have Kurt Angle return here? I, like, you know, that would have been a good time for Kurt Angle. It's like, it's so funny. It's like, oh my God. It's like, I was like, you know what? Nope. Not going to think it due to the fact yeah. that they already, they already let me down during Rusev and Titus O'Neil. <laughs> nope. Not going to think it. But I was like, but I don't know, man. This is like a John Cena feud. AJ Styles and Kurt Angle have history, even though they would never mention that in WWE. Maybe they'll have Kurt Angle return here and help John Cena, but who would be the third person? But instead, it was uh, Enzo and Cass coming down to make the save. Which I was still okay with, you know? Which, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. The crowd loved it. John Cena likes latching onto popular people. Uh, no, I see no. what you're saying. <laughs> Nothing wrong right. with that. But, I guess we shall uh, see what happens with that. But it was later announced that it's going to be a six-man tag match for Battleground. Um, as in, we have how many weeks before Battleground? There's one, two, two weeks before Battleground. Um, so we're not going to be seeing AJ Styles and the club versus John Cena and Enzo and Cass in a six-man tag match, which I thought we would have seen on SmackDown. That would be, like, the most, like, logical yeah. thing. But John Cena's not going to be on SmackDown, so... Because John Cena doesn't do SmackDown, unless it's live SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess unless he gets drafted there, he's not going to do SmackDown. But, yeah. um... I, and now, I guess now, because of this match, we're not going to see it on Raw, but... Maybe we'll see some good one-on-one action, some tag action. Who knows? Yeah, I'm sure we'll see uh, Guns and Gallows versus... Uh... And so cast at some point. Do you think I'd be interested to see cast versus uh, AJ? Yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm fine with any yeah. form of that feud. 
But I was going to say, do you think Enzo and Cass need, like, a, a team name or? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I it's easy for me to write Cass and Enzo. Well, I say Enzo and Cass. Yeah, I go Cass and Enzo. I mean, what about just certified G's? I mean, they pretty much already have that. Where did you pull that from? Like their merch or? <laughs> yeah, certified G's. Yeah. I guess in that sense, I would rather call them Enzo and Cass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, next up, you ended up having Becky Lynch taking on and defeating Summer Rae. Um, I think, first of all, right off the bat, the match I thought was too short. Yeah, I would say that it's too short, but maybe it was cut short for a reason. No, I don't think it was cut short for a reason. I just think they were given the three minutes for the match. Well, um, I know what you're clearly alluding yeah, to. Yeah, there was a spot in the match where Becky, uh, where Summer Rae went to go suplex some, uh, Becky Lynch, and it looks like she just slammed her right on her head. I Even think if you want to say that that was supposed to be a brain buster or a no, DDT. First of all, it was like miscommunication to the nth degree. Because from if I watch it over and over again... What I think was going to happen was Summer Rae looked like she was about to hit a snap suplex, and Becky Lynch must have thought that she was just going to hit a regular suplex. Oh, I didn't think about that. Because uh-huh. that's like that's because when that like the the setup to the suplex. Yeah, you know, and Summer Rae does do the snap suplex. Right. So I think Becky thought she was just going for a regular suplex, where that led not enough time for Becky Lynch to jump up quick enough. That's and then she almost landed on her neck, which luckily she didn't. I yeah, it was one of those moments where I did like go like oh, because it did not look pretty. Yeah, but well, thank I mean, goodness she was okay. You you could see the ref ask right away like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And she, I'm yeah. assuming she says yes, because yeah. that was not that wasn't even the end of the match. They still continued like a minute and a half more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I definitely the the match ends with the disarmor. Um, at this point, Summer Rae is really just enhancement talent. So, uh, yeah, I mean, for, for what, not, not saying she's a jobber or anything. No, but you can't, to, yeah, she's just there enhancing. And she is good. Team. She's talented. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, we've said it for a very, very long time that when she was with Fandango, we wanted her to be a, a singles competitor. And then she finally broke off onto her own being a singles competitor, but they never used her to the uh, to her full pot- uh, potential. Right. I think she could have definitely held the Divas Championship. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, she could easily be the next Michelle McCool. Mm. By some fortunate. But the main event of Monday Night Raw saw Team USA taking on and defeating Team Multinational Alliance. Um... My All right. my I'll... problem here is the I guess the mixes of faces and heels. I'm okay with not that. that like, I'm not, I'm more okay with it for um, Team Multinational Alliance uh-huh. than I am having the Dudleys on Team USA. I don't know. I'm completely fine with it because it is USA versus the world. Well, that's the thing. Like you guys knew how many months in advance that you were having a a Raw on July fourth. And you were going to end Raw on a match that had nothing to do with anything other I than really July 4th. There's nothing that came out of this match that 
um, that mean that's meaningful at all. Like, I mean, just throw. I mean, look at look at who's in the match to begin with. Team USA was Cruz, Bubba, uh, the Dudley Boys, Swagger, Kane, Mark Henry, Big Show, Zack Ryder, and then Team World was Del Rio, Cesaro, Jericho, Kalisto, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Sheamus, and Sin Cara. Um, you did have a good amount of potential feuds coming and stuff like this going into this match, but I like, don't think we got anything coming out of it. Just for the simple fact that it was like a throwaway match on a July 4th show, like when you think of WWE and America, like how do you not like contact Jim Duggan to come in and, and do this match? Well, Jim Duggan was probably booked elsewhere. I don't, I mean, if he wasn't booked even still. I, I don't think could have even had necessary. to. He's not necessary. Just like this match wasn't necessary. Well, you could I have think, had Tatanka fight in this match as well. He's Native American, even though uh, that date predates American America. Oh uh, no, I'm fine with this match. Um, and everything. I thought, was a, I thought the for, crowd liked this it. match. I, I like the match for yeah, the end I, half. So I what are always you this match. I thought I always hate these kind of matches because. Because it's literally, most of the time, the littlest of moves defeats somebody. And we saw that in this match. Where yeah, it's just but like, I mean, but we knew that this was good. Like, we knew that this was what was going to happen. Right. I mean, you even told me that this was the match uh, early on in the, during Raw. And I said exactly what was going to happen. I called it to the T. That it was going to be, everyone has probably 30 seconds to a minute in the ring. And then it goes finisher, finisher, finisher. Which it, it didn't really even do that. Like, for the most part, this match was all over the place. And and we saw stupid, stupid, stupid parts. Like Kevin Owens hitting Sami Zayn, his tag team partner, with the steel chair and getting disqualified. And yeah. then we see Kevin Owens go to hit somebody else with a chair. Kane grabs it out of his, out of his hands. Kane uses the chair and hits Kevin Owens and gets disqualified. Yeah. So, Kane, for, Kevin Owens gets DQ'd for hitting someone on his team. Kane then gets DQ'd for hitting somebody not even in the match anymore. Yeah, it was very confusing. Commentary laughed at this. They tried to explain it. They couldn't explain it. Yeah, they had nothing to go on. They were like, ah. I mean, the referee, maybe the referee's stupid. <laughs> uh, they had nothing to go on with this one. That like, made no sense. But let's like, talk about that, the, the, that part, the whole front part of the match was like, oh, this is the same old match that we get every single time we see a multi-person match like this. But then it got to the ending few, uh, few minutes of the match where we saw some cool things like Zack Ryder reversing Cesaro's neutralizer into a bridging pin and actually picking up the victory right there, eliminating Cesaro from that. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I was surprised that Team USA didn't come down to just Big Show. I was well, I thought for sure right at the beginning of the match, Zack Ryder was getting eliminated. Yeah. I had I literally I had a tweet out almost about to be tweeted saying, "Oh, why is Zack Ryder the first one out when he was facing? I think it was Devon." Yeah, and then Ryder tagged out. I was like, "Wow, he's not—he's not getting eliminated right now." Yeah, and uh, that just—that led to more cool things. Where, yeah, 
You go. Well, I mean, he he eliminated uh, Sheamus, Sheamus to win the match. Yeah. Uh, Big Show with the assist on that one. But even still, he rocked Sheamus with the Rough Rider and picked up the victory it, it for came, Team it USA. Came, yeah, it came down to three on two. and uh, and Well, you already said it was Cesaro was eliminated. Wasn't he the... No, well, it was still Jericho, Del Rio, and Sheamus. Oh, yeah, Jericho, okay. Versus Big Show and Ryder. And then Big yeah. Show Big Show got in, eliminated Jericho, then eliminated Del Rio, and yeah. then tagged in Ryder, and Ryder, uh, or Ryder was already on. tagged in or whatever. I don't know. I don't know, but regardless, that's one. Buy our shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. This was a great, even if you didn't like the match, if you didn't it was like a fun that. fun ending. Exactly. If you didn't like the match, if you didn't like that, uh, nothing huge came out of this, that there was no feuds, none of that, yada, yada, yada. The fact that Zack Ryder brought home the win for Team USA on the 4th of July is a just a, memorable. In a main event match on Monday Night Raw, uh, the only... With some future Hall of Famers involved. Yeah, a lot. I would say a yeah, lot a of lot. future Hall of Famers involved. Uh, a lot of future Hall Plus, players. these are all guys that he watched in uh, uh, middle school and before. Not all of them, but... Yeah, he didn't know about the Dudley Boys, I think. Let's see. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, six, six. Hmm. Six definite Hall of Famers. Um, seven might be Del Rio. Uh, I, I, don't I don't know. know. I could see. I could see Del Rio. I could see, it, but I, he's one of those people that like it has to be way down the line, right? I mean, for me, it would definitely be Big Show, Jericho, uh, Dudley's, Mark Henry, Kane, right? Like off and the Jericho. top of my head, and Jericho. Yeah, yeah. I think he was the first one I said. I don't yeah, but um, yeah. So because of that reason, I thought that this was awesome. Um, it was and a, I'm so it was happy. A fun for ending for uh, July Fourth Monday Night Raw. The yeah. only the only disappointing thing to me at the end was the fact that Big Show did not lift Zack Ryder up like Miss Elizabeth. Say, there was no like Lex Express thing. No, what? Lex, what do you mean, Lex? Cel- no Lex Luger celebration where everybody comes down to the ring and throws uh, Zack Ryder on his on their shoulders. Yeah. That would be nice. It was funny because as soon as he won the match, he jumps up into Big Show's arms like Rocky. Yeah. And, and then uh, they just do the woo-woo-woo together, which I thought it was it would have been really funny if they did the Miss Elizabeth Macho Man thing. Uh-huh. Now, is this what is to come of a Zachary Ryder? Well, it, do we know for a fact that his full name is Zachary? No, I, he never went by Zachary. <laughs> I think someone even asked him that, or he was called that in, uh, in a program or something like that. That Yeah, no, never Zachary. But what's to come? Yeah, well, we'll definitely see what's to come from that victory uh, when we discuss SmackDown, which thanks to technology, we can come back and uh, talk about SmackDown the next day. And, <laughs> and Yeah, nearly uh, 24 hours since we uh, pressed pause. And if it wasn't for us saying that, I almost assumed that you would not have been able to tell so, uh, but SmackDown kicked off, um, they aired a bunch of backstage segments from earlier in the day, but the, the one that makes the most sense to talk about is the fact that Seth Rollins was walking around and walked into Jey Uso, uh, basically said like, oh, what are you doing here? I thought 
you and your family travel in uh, packs. And uh, since, you know, Roman Reigns is uh, suspended, you don't really need to be here. And uh, this uh, led into a match. He said Jimmy Uso is not going to be in his corner. Obviously, Roman Reigns isn't there. And uh, it led to Seth Rollins picking up the victory against Jay Uso. I was actually a fan of the. I was a fan of the match, but I was more of a fan of the special guest ring announcer, Dean Ambrose, your WWE champion. Yeah, throughout the entire match, getting on that mic and pretty much causing distractions for Seth Rollins, or at least trying. Yeah, that's to. not. I didn't understand that though, because like Dean Ambrose interrupted the match to make the announcement, but like it had zero effect on the actual match itself. Well, I think it was just done to uh, annoy Seth Rollins and get under his skin, Um, but and and of course to appease to the crowd because that was uh, those were moments where the crowd popped for, and they were pretty funny. I was completely fine with them, and I was a fan of the end of the match where Seth Rollins ended up hitting Jey Uso with the pedigree. And after the match, he ended up having Dean Ambrose with that the winner is announcement. I thought that was pretty hilarious, too. It was an interesting one-on-one match that we saw there without Jimmy even being there. I don't know what the deal with that was, but yeah. Um, do you think it's that Seth Rollins should have not, when he came back, should have maybe changed it, uh, the pedigree? Mm, um, I'm not too sure. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think that I'm, I'm fine with him using the pedigree. I mean, it's like anybody else coming back. Like, I get it because pedigree is related to the last storyline and stuff like that. But even still, I'm fine with him using the pedigree. And it's weird. Shane and Stephanie have been nowhere to be found this week. Yeah, which is kind of awkward because everything coming up with the draft. I feel like not enough is being done surrounding the draft. When is it again? It's in two weeks on Tuesday, July 19th. Yeah, I feel like they're not doing enough to promote it, really, and to hype it up. Yeah, but I mean, speaking yeah. of hype, <laughs> Zack Ryder uh, took on Sheamus and defeated Sheamus. Yeah, and it was um, a actually really good match. Well, right, o- right off the bat, before we speak about the actual match, Zack yeah. Ryder has a new version of the Downstate theme song that we played on this show back in April. So that's awesome, and I hope it's going to be on iTunes, and I will definitely buy that. Yeah, awesome theme song. A nice, nice change uh, for Zack Ryder in that regard. Yeah. Um, as far yeah. as the match goes, though, Sheamus, right off the bat, started hitting move after move. And yeah, I, this was I really, not a bad match. But like in this sense, right off the bat, I really I thought Sheamus was going to pick up the victory, and I thought it was going to be a quick squash match. Yeah, of course, which it wasn't. I was a huge fan of it. I mean, it was a squash match, but not no, it wasn't, a squash though. match ending. I, I mean, I thought it was going to be, especially because um, Ryder got in like two moves or whatever, and Sheamus just boom, 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 boom. And he, he hit the tilt-a-whirl uh, backbreaker on, the, on the, uh, the ring apron, which I thought was cool on the outside. But Ryder ended up reversing Sheamus on the top rope, and surprisingly winning after an elbow. Yeah, I, I mean, but how is that not... I mean, for the most part, it was a sh- uh, squash match. Yeah, but how could it be a squash match? I mean, he, when, didn't, he, so, didn't get, he didn't really get that much offense. Or maybe but I, I you mean, just cut it 
had to re-edit it. That, that could I mean, be he also. Made, I mean, Seamus in the YouTube version, he looks uh, – Zack Ryder made him look really strong. Yeah, like that's even what, for like for a loss, he came out looking good. Who Sheamus? Sheamus, yeah, because yeah. Sheamus had the control of most of the match. But I was su- surprised even more so that Ryder won after an elbow drop. I like that. I was yeah, I was surprised for, for by a that. person to be like Sheamus to win after the, the the elbow drop off the top rope. But I was happy to see that. And uh, afterwards, Tom Phillips went to go interview Zack Ryder, and Ryder ended up. Saying like, oh, what's next for me? I'm challenging Rusev. I want a title shot. I want a U.S. title shot. I want my title back. And uh, Rusev later on replied saying that if Ryder's man enough to step up and challenge him face-to-face on Raw, then maybe Zack Ryder could prove that all Americans aren't cowards. Um, But he might end up just proving that all Americans are losers. So maybe Zack Ryder's going to challenge Rusev Face to face on Rome, we'll get a get that title shot at um, Battleground on the twenty fourth of July. Yeah, I mean, I would be a huge fan. I don't think anybody that isn't a fan of Zack Ryder wouldn't be uh, opposed to this. Um, next up, you ended up having Becky Lynch coming out for a match, and when she got down to the ring, right before she was about to enter, she got attacked by Natalia and then placed in the sharpshooter. I. All right, this was I was okay with it. The one thing that I hoped is that she attacked her when she was uh, in the smoke. Like I thought, right? There was like a lot more smoke than normal. Exactly. I thought that it would have been cooler if I mean you saw her come to that area and then the smoke. It was so thick that I feel like she should have beaten her up on there. And then when the smoke cleared, you just had Natalia standing over Becky Lynch. Or you I thought had, that would have been visually cool to or, see. Or you had Natalia locking the sharpshooter in on Becky Lynch yeah. while the smoke was still there, and then all of a sudden the smoke it clears. clears and, up, and then she... Yeah. But that, I think visually that would have been a lot like really cool to see. But I, I just I don't understand why this feud has been nothing but attack after attack to each other from behind and in front of people unexpectedly. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think that this has enough behind it to have my interest. I just hope at some point Becky Lynch does get that, uh, that deep, uh, women's championship around her waist because she does. I still still think that she should have won it at WrestleMania. She should have been, she should have won it at the Royal rumble. The yeah, champion. she's still over. I mean, look at her reaction at, I mean, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we may have not been to the, <laughs> for the wrestling. What, what kind of reaction? Oh, she was heavily over uh, yeah, well, at WrestleMania Hall of Fame. Over for a different reason than her wrestling. Yeah, abilities. for her for her looks. But even still, it still got a good reaction when she did appear on television for her matches and everything. I feel like that would have been a fine time. Um, yeah. All right. Up next, Enzo and Cass came out and explained why they came to John Cena's aid on Monday, which they said was because um, there's nothing stopping the club from attacking them like they did with Cena, which to me I, I just doesn't make sense to me because they had literally nothing to do with the club. Mm. Like they faced off of they faced off against the social outcasts on Raw. There was no connection there with the club. Yeah. But uh, that that led the club to come out, and then AJ Styles ended up challenging Enzo to a fight. 
And uh, AJ picked up the victory there, defeating Enzo Amore. Um, a big, big spot in this match, which like was cringeworthy. Okay. Um, Enzo went to jump over the top rope onto the club and basically completely missed it. Oh, I, 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 I didn't see that. It was a good thing he didn't get hurt there. I was going to say, I was a big fan of that top rope DDT that Enzo hit on uh, AJ Styles. Yeah. Was, I thought that cool. looked really cool. Um, I mean, maybe not a top rope, but off the top well, it was rope. Off the, yeah, the second rope. Yeah. But uh, Cass made sure that Guns and Gallows couldn't get involved throughout this whole match. And uh, at one point, Anderson got up on the ring apron and um, Cass yanked him off of it. And at the same exact time, um, well, not at the same exact time as that, right after that, Cass and Gallows turned into each other, hitting big boots to each other. So I thought that was cool. I Yeah, I thought it was very entertaining. But... Um, after that, that's when uh, AJ Styles grabbed Enzo from the top rope and right into the Styles Clash. Yeah. Uh, next up was probably my favorite moment of SmackDown. This was, I think, my favorite as well, I have to say. I like The interaction between these two wrestlers is nothing less than amazing. Yeah, Chris Kevin Jericho. Owens, yeah, well, yeah. Chris Jericho earlier in the night was looking for a scarf backstage. And uh, they caught up to him. He was looking for a scarf. And finally, he found Kevin Owens sitting backstage wearing it. Um, I thought First it was... off, I always love the fact that Kevin Owens is always sitting by himself. Whenever there's a backstage segment, he, like, in somewhat, he's usually by himself, just randomly. Yeah. In the most random places, yeah. Like on top of a car. Uh, not a car. Yeah, where he's like the, hiding from... A, on top of the uh, crates or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so um, Kevin Owens said he found it, and, he, and Jericho's lucky that he found it, and uh, Jericho tried to make him pay to have it clean because it was an expensive scarf, to which Kevin Owens picked out a bunch of what I assume is Canadian money coins <laughs> and, and poured it into Jericho's and hands. Don't, and don't forget that Jolly Rancher. Yeah, I... See, I wanted Jericho to be like, ew, green apple. I don't want green apple. <laughs> I, I actually thought I was just like, is that green apple? Is he going to say something about it being green apple? I was is waiting. he going to open it up and pop it in right now? I was waiting that for that. That would have been funny too. Yeah, because everybody knows the best Jolly Rancher flavor is watermelon. watermelon. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt. Like, There's absolutely no doubt about that. Well, at least we're on the same page with that. That's yeah. like the most important thing. But up next after that, The Miz took on and defeated Kalisto. Um, this spawned from a backstage segment as well where a, um, a group of them were watching the food fight from Monday. And Miz and Maurice came on or came into the screen or whatever. And Kalisto basically took credit for throwing potato salad. Now we know it was potato salad. There not, you go. Not egg salad. Uh-huh. And uh, this this set up a match there. Um, I enjoyed the match. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what was. Match. I don't know what was fan audience edited, but the fans seemed like they were into it. Yeah, I mean, you had everything you, you needed in this. You had the valet doing exactly what she had to be doing, Maurice. Well, uh, working thing, as a perfect heel. I was disappointed that she didn't get involved, though. I thought she got involved the right amount, especially when Kalisto was going to dive to the outside and she 
waiting specifically for that moment to turn her back and go check on the miss so she he so Kalisa couldn't dive to the outside. I, I wanted, thought that that was good enough with uh, I don't think she had to get that much involved. Well, the reason why I wanted her to get more involved, I wanted her to cause Kalisto to lose here. Um, even though Miz, Miz ended up winning cleanly with the skull-crushing finale, but I wanted to see her cause the loss for Kalisto so he could step up and challenge Miz for the Intercontinental Championship and maybe become the next champion. Okay. And get his second title win, or third title win in WWE. Uh, third. I no. say, well, I say third because the Lucha One, Dragons two, were tag team in NXT. Fourth. Well, who, what's the... Oh, fight? yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, I mean, he was two-time U.S. champ. Well, that's... I mean, yeah. I'm just counting titles. Okay. Yeah. But it was a fun match. Yeah. Uh, I... The main event saw Sami Zayn taking on Chris Jericho with Kevin Owens on commentary, which is always awesome because he's genuinely probably one of the funniest people in WWE. I agree. Um, as far as the match goes, I, it's funny because if I was seeing Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho at like a house show, mm-hmm. I would I would like to see that live. But on live hmm. TV, I don't I don't want to watch it. Now that's weird because for me, I was actually a big fan of this match. I thought it was. I mean, I'm not like I, I wasn't disappointed or upset with the match itself. I would just like I don't like I don't need to sit here watching this. I feel like there I feel like I've seen it so many times before, even if I've never seen it once. Uh huh. I just feel like that's how many times I've seen it. I don't know. I I legit enjoyed the match. I thought it was a good. I thought it was good, especially adding Kevin Owens' uh, interaction to everything that happened. That's what I liked. Um, I enjoyed more of Kevin Owens on commentary in this match and the interactions between him and Sami Zayn rather than the match itself. I, you know, I still still was was a fan of the match. I mean, okay. I was going to say Kevin Owens threw Gatorade all over Sami Zayn. Well, let's not forget how that got set up. I mean, Sami Zayn went to the outside and he was banging on the table. Tope, don't heal you. Yeah, and then Kevin Owens just yells at him to tell him to stop hey, banging hey, on the why, table. Don't bang on the table. You think you're cool? You think you're cool? And then, yeah, what are you hitting the table for? Yeah, which that's, he, that's funny. I thought it was hilarious. But then after that, where Sami Zayn went to go for the Huluva kick on Jericho. Well, before Kevin that Owens even. Jumped, but before that, the reason why Kevin oh. Owens jumped up was because Sami Zayn, after getting Gatorade tossed all over him, Jericho, Z- Sami Zayn tossed Jericho into KO. Yeah. That led to them to get back in the ring, whatever. And eventually, Sami Zayn went to hit the Huluva kick in the corner, and KO got up on the apron. Boom. Sami Zayn hit Kevin Owens with it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was that was it. Sami Zayn won with the roll-up there. And yeah. after the match, Chris Jericho hit Sami with a code breaker, leading to Kevin Owens to get in the ring and... Attacking Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn couldn't defend himself there. He got no. the, he got the pop up power bomb hit on him, and SmackDown ended with Kevin Owens on top. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Nothing really else to say about it. It was just it was enjoyable. It really was. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, for the most, I I, I wasn't like for not, me it was enjoyable. You I know? wasn't not a fan of it. I just didn't like. I'm not. I don't know how to say this. I don't know. 
I didn't not want to Just say be... you're, you're not a fan of WWE. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I liked the match. I just didn't want to be watching it. It's like a Dean Ambrose it's... match or an Uso match. I don't want to watch it, but I could watch Jay That's Uso. an interesting way to go to say it. I could watch Jay Uso versus Seth Rollins, and I could I like it. I, I'd be interested to maybe see it at a live show. Ah. Uh-huh. But on TV, I've I just I've seen so much of Chris Jericho. I'm it, I'm just I'm checked out with Chris Jericho. I'm not checking out of Chris Jericho mode yet. It's I'm like still, he, he's still one of my favorite wrestlers. Like I, he really he really is. I can't. I mean, I'm not not a fan of Chris Jericho. I like Chris Jericho still. It's just in 2016. It's just there's not. There, I don't know. There's just not anything there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I'm I'm okay with it's it. Like, you know? It's like the Dudley Boys. It's like seeing Triple H. It's like seeing uh, which who doesn't want to see that on live events. I have no problem whatsoever watching. Exactly. It. It's like um, so. I mean, you have to understand that if you if you want to see that live, this crowd that is there wants to see that live just as much as you do. Right. But if I'm watching at home on television, I don't want to see it. It's don't like that away from them. It's like um, during SmackDown, they announced Brock Lesnar's opponent for SummerSlam. That being Randy Orton. Randy Orton just waltzes in from an injury, and for whatever reason, without any setup whatsoever, gets placed in a match with Brock Lesnar. Um, well, that fact, I think is I don't put that in the same aspect. I. I don't I put that in that. because I'm just like that's like that's the thing. Like I want to see Brock Lesnar wrestle if I was there live, but I'm checked out with Brock Lesnar. I've been checked out with Randy Orton. Him, yeah. I don't need to see wrestle live. Uh huh. And it's not no no offense to Randy Orton because Randy Orton, I'll say it over well, and over again. Well, he's listening right now, and I can assure you that he is probably very offended. He's a tremendous athlete, tremendous professional wrestler. Definitely first ballot if that was such a thing. Hall of Famer of WWE. Has to reduce his taking out the trash. But I, uh, yeah, I just I don't with that. I just don't need to see Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar in two thousand. No, I even though that right, happened, so it happened. Do you once, want to talk I about think. that right now? I mean, we we could. We might as well because we're that was the end of SmackDown or right before the end of SmackDown, basically. Yeah, but it's like they they say on on Monday Night Raw, they're like, oh. Who will Brock Lesnar's SummerSlam opponent be? Find out live on SmackDown. SmackDown's a tape show. Live. Yeah. They, they didn't put the video in at all during the SmackDown taping. So the people who who watched Raw looking to go see who Brock Lesnar's opponent is didn't find out. And they, mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't find out until last night when they aired it for Canada. Oh, that's interesting. Because um, Canada airs the day before in uh yeah in canada but uh they had the, the what is it the after show or whatever they do yeah after show i think with uh that's the show that renee young was on yeah and uh they revealed that it's going to be brock lester versus randy orton to me that wasn't on uh, that wasn't official yet because they don't work for wwe mm-hmm. so you come fast forward to thursday night tonight they air that and Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. For me to think, um, WWE is like, oh, find out on SmackDown. And wait, okay, tape show. Obviously, we'll find out on Tuesday. Surprised when when it wasn't in the SmackDown results at all. 
then uh, to me, that's like, oh, it's probably not Randy Orton. Maybe it's going to be like a huge star. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't. Yeah. Because normally WWE would be like, oh, this is what happened on SmackDown. We know who Brock Lesnar's opponent is. In this case, they didn't do that because they didn't air it till till SmackDown actually aired. You see, you you know you did wrong. You got your hopes up. Very much so. I you see, and I went the safe route. I did not get my hopes up. I assumed that it was going to be Randy Orton. I even told you the other on Monday um Monday night or Tuesday. Well, rumors came Tuesday, out. I think I told you that it was going to be Randy Orton. And rumors, there's no Yeah, rumors came out last week that it was gonna be Orton versus Brocker at SummerSlam. Yeah, so I don't I think you're silly for thinking otherwise. I mean it it stinks. I mean, hey that man, you have – see, that's funny because like in, in a sense like that, I'm glad. I would have liked to have gone to SummerSlam. Haven't been to SummerSlam since 2002. But I'm glad in that sense where I don't have to sit and watch Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar live. And that counteracts me wanting to see Brock Lesnar live if I'm there live due to the fact that Randy Orton is also in that match. Um I was just thinking, I mean, a bunch of, not just me, Twitter, also, I saw people, a bunch of people tweeting, through the fact that WWE 2K17 is coming out, who's both two people heavily featured so far in this game is Goldberg, is Brock Lesnar, Oh, so a you, huge, so a huge you, SummerSlam okay. rematch to WrestleMania 20, where maybe this time around, both of them did care about the match. I don't know. I didn't think that much into this. I did not. I mean, it's or unfortunate even, I mean, that even, it was even more so. I was gonna say a huge SummerSlam match. I mean, not not that's, see, that's the thing I didn't get. Like as to why WWE was promoting a match for a show that was already sold out. That there's no possibility of somebody getting like, oh, let me go buy a ticket to SummerSlam because they announced Brock Lesnar's match. Mm. I thought maybe it could be like. This is like a huge match. We need to announce. We need to announce it on SmackDown. Let's get the SmackDown viewership up. Let's announce Brock versus Kurt Angle on SmackDown. It's a SmackDown uh, feud. Dude, there, there, come there on. I go again. There, there you, I went again. The same exact thing. You know I got my better. Stop. I definitely do, Seriously, how, how you, long you, have you been doing this podcast? You, you can't not want to hope. Dude, it's how long have you been doing this podcast? It, no, but it always goes you back are to the hope. One at fault for this. It always goes back to hope. Dude, no. Stop. You can't. Brandon. In in professional wrestling, in professional wrestling, when you don't get your own way, it's you always go back for hope. Get a grip, dude. Think about think about Daniel Bryan. Think about Daniel Bryan in WrestleMania 30. Everybody was hoping Daniel Bryan would would go on and win the WWE championship. And then he did. So there's hope. You can't. You can't not have hope. Stop it. You Come can't, on. No, there's, I mean, no, you can't. Go better. But you can't not have hope. There's no way around that. There's no way around that. All right. And there's WWE, no way around it. WWE disappointed me in a big way. But <laughs> stupid me. Stupid me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but all right. let's take a break and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, it's your boy JTG, a.k.a. The Radiator Man, because you know your boy stays with that heat. And you're listening to Markin' Out. Wait for it. Wait for it. 
two. Welcome back to Marking Out, episode 283, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Uh, check us out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Um, moving on to some outside the ring news. Uh, the biggest thing that happened this week, not in WWE, took place on Impact Wrestling. That being the final deletion between Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, my thoughts is that this is probably the best thing that TNA has had on their television show within the past few years. And unfortunately for TNA, it was probably produced, recorded, and no, uh, created think, by Matt Hardy and I Jeff Hardy. I think Jeremy Borash was there. There's like rumors online saying Borash was there. And I kudos to him, though. I mean, aside from that garbage that they put out when we saw that even, editing apart with the uh, that overseas British show, that documentary for ECW that Borash put together was fantastic. Forever I mean, Hardcore, I think it's called. So mm-hmm. if you're if check that out. That that's a good documentary. Um, as far I, as this goes, yeah. though, this this blew my mind. It's like I, I didn't want to. It was hilarious. It was there was not one moment that I wanted to turn away. See, like it's better. Was, it, it was it's better in your case because you tuned in on the internet. The the extended quote unquote extended director's yeah. cut on YouTube where you were able to watch the full like twenty minutes worth of yeah, it, it I in think one it was, shot. It was, minutes yeah this aired in when it broke up in the segments in the in the youtube clip yeah that's was sporadically placed in between and you see if you put this on just this you would have had gold because there was not this was just amazing even the wrestling match that they had and it's funny it's funny because it's funny because um, a few weeks ago, the internet, everyone tore apart Matt Hardy for that promo in his house where he's sitting there. Yeah, well, for when he's playing piano and everything. Yeah. Everyone disliked that. Well, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people tore it apart. Yeah, we didn't even really cover it on the podcast. No, we didn't. But here they have, fast forward a few weeks, they, they air this, the final deletion between brothers and... Uh, it's just like some parts were hilarious, even though I don't know if they were – they probably weren't like meant to be hilarious. Some and, parts and some were parts, just pure genius. I was going to say some parts were also hokey, but like – Yeah, but – Like, like the, the but, drone. But every part. Like every the drone, part was entertaining. The drone part where Matt Hardy shows up in Jeff's house. And yeah. Like, that, like we know that's technology that doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. this this basically basically TNA's – I mean, Lucha Underground, this is what Lucha Underground does. Yeah, but this is like... And TNA somehow figured out a way. I'm sure this was all Matt Hardy's idea, like you Oh, yeah, I, I don't doubt that at all because this is very similar to the previous things that Matt and Jeff used to do on their YouTube channel, on their show, like the Matt Hardy show and stuff. Yeah, and like, I have to say, is... every, every, ever since Matt Hardy was given an online outlet... As in, what, 2000, I don't know. I don't know. Two, like very early on. He's been doing this before Zack Ryder. Right. 
And I said this a while ago on the show where I think I said this, maybe not. Um, as far as social media goes, Shane Helms and Matt Hardy were the two people that I always saw back into the early 2000s always doing social media. Mm-hmm. And as social media social media evolved, as did Matt Hardy, as did Shane Helms. And Matt Hardy just kept evolving more and more and eventually grew into this. this. I, I think that his uh, creative opportunity that he had to expand on his character in Ring of Honor really benefited him so much because it gave him I wouldn't say I outlet. wouldn't even say Ring of Honor. I would just say independence in general. I would I would I would go and start with Ring of Honor because the promos that he was putting together for Ring of Honor were amazing. Especially look at that promo the uh about hating him or yeah. for being rich and stuff. Yeah, but I mean even before that he was tearing it up on the independence scene. This is a guy that people were like, "Oh, drug addict, he's fat, blah blah blah. We don't care about Matt Hardy." And yeah. he absolutely completely did a 180 and turned it around. And mm-hmm. just reinvented himself again, got clean, Rebby Sky, whatever, married, he, they married, and they, yeah, they, they got had, back on track. Like, I mean, back then they had that scare where they were going back and forth with each, with each other on Twitter. But this, I mean, it, it's one of those good stories that right now it's having a happy ending where you saw him crash and burning, and he is, he has. Like, uh, just changed himself in general. He has, uh, Remy Sky uplifted him, and look where he is now. Yeah, he literally and, rose like a phoenix. Yeah. And completely evolved into a new everything. Like, this is, this is where pro wrestling is these days. And, yeah. and Matt Hardy's just helped to get it there. And a lot of people talk about how they don't care about the Hardys in 2016. This had a lot of people talking on Tuesday night. And people are still talking about it. I mean, I still think that it's hilarious. And I'm always a fan of the way that Matt Hardy evolves his character. Um, it's funny. Just, I've, I've always been a little jealous of the Hardys. Where uh, um, when like we see little glimpses of their houses. Because they and, wore fishnets? Or? No. No? Oh. no. I, did you ever wear that no. on your hands? I never uh, did. And I would say they were stockings, not fishnets. Uh, who wore Spiral did, mm. but yeah. uh, I was always jealous when you would see like glimpses of their houses. It's just like such a, a wooded area where they're literally like not even not that they're next door neighbors, but they're within the same vicinity where they probably are next door neighbors. But they have so much land, wide open space. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous where and they live. Matt Hardy built himself a, a beautiful house, and. Uh, just within the video that we've seen, Jeff Hardy, that lawn, mm-hmm. that was incredible. That was that was a work of art. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less of Jeff Hardy. Right. I mean, look at his art. Like, his artwork is legit, so creative, and awesome. I wouldn't mind owning a Jeff Hardy original art piece in my house. The only thing is I'm not going to pay the price that you probably asked for them. I want the brother deal. <laughs> yeah, right? Hook a brother up. Yeah. But, I'll give you a shirt. Yeah, and it's funny. Like, as far as this, the actual the match that they had, um, it's Dude, like, I, yeah. I wanted – there was probably what? Probably I would say maybe eight people there in total. 
to film it, lighting crew or whatever, and then Matt, Jeff, and the referee themselves. I would have loved to have been there in person to watch all of this unfold. I mean, it was just a fun match. I mean, and then they ended up shooting firecrackers at each other. Fireworks. Yeah, fireworks at each other. Which, please don't try that at home. We spoke about that earlier in the show, way earlier in the show. But which, don't, don't that's like that. to me. That's like I. Lo- I thought that was hilarious because yeah. literally you're shooting fireworks at somebody. <laughs> I-, I couldn't tell what was added in, like graphics or whatnot. I don't know. Like, oh, I didn't. I didn't think any of it was. I thought that I, they, were at least, they were definitely firing it. Well, I mean, I don't know. To me, some of it looked mo- like more like computer generated rather than an actual firework. But oh, I, I didn't. I didn't pick up on any of that. Like Maybe the like the. Too- like earlier on in the segment with the drones, uh-huh. like those drones I don't those I don't think were real. Really, with I Jeff Hardy were. hitting them with the guitar, I, yeah, I mean they could have been real. they could have been, but I really to me they didn't look that didn't look. I mean it looked like I, a cool thing that like oh my god I can't believe yeah. they edited this together, but I don't think that was real at all. Oh, all right. I mean, even more so, I mean, that drone that, that happened, like, that's not a, a real thing. That doesn't happen with drones. We know that. What do you mean? With the, the graphic of Matt Hardy talking Oh, to yeah, Jeff. that was edited in, but I definitely think that there was drones there. Yeah, no, I don't think, and there might have been, like, one, but the way that they were flying into Jeff Hardy's yeah, maybe, house. Maybe there was one, but I thought that, all right. But regardless, that is two. two? I think that's hard thing to remember. Hard- Hard thing yeah, to remember, yeah. but ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. You mentioned the move, right? Which move? TNA? Moving no. to Thursday nights? We didn't, no. All right, well, well, Matt Matt Hardy actually ended up winning that match after uh, he lit the giant Jeff Hardy symbol on fire and Jeff fell off of it. One, two, three. Matt won. So yeah. Jeff Hardy is deleted from... Oh, first of all, we didn't even... First, I don't know. I, that's, I've said that way too many times this show. The, the the part with Willow was fantastic. Oh, where, yeah, where, I agree. where Matt Hardy drowns Jeff Hardy and and out from the water rises Willow. Yeah. And then then the, the firework thing happened the, after or before the, lawn, the uh, Senior Benjamin the lawn yeah the guy who was definitely Rebby Sky's father. Um, I almost I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that's Rebby Sky's father. No. Um, but Senior Benjamin. Um, ended up being under the willow clothes afterwards. Yeah, Matt Hardy picking up a victory, but a uh, pinfall, but it was over Senior Benjamin, Yeah, not uh, Jeff Hardy. But uh, just in general, very awesome. Um, which, led TNA, to, which led to him losing, led to Jeff Hardy losing, which if this is his out of TNA, Maybe my fingers are crossed uh, for Jeff Hardy to come to NXT take over Brooklyn. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening because you also still have the hype of Bobby Roode. So I feel like that would take away everything from that. But let's get back to TNA. TNA is also they announced that they're going to be moving to Thursday night starting on July 21st. I guess that's to counteract WWE going live for SmackDown on Tuesdays. Yes. So but, it's the TNA fears WWE. Um, but with the WWE draft coming back, uh, it's rumored that WWE is looking to bring back some people. 
Uh, on the, the names of the sheets were Jimmy Wang Yang and the Prince of Queens, Brian Myers, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins, for the actual brand split itself. Um, Jimmy Wang Yang was backstage at Raw this week. Not that that means anything. That would be interesting, but I don't see the draw with Jimmy. I don't want to see Jimmy Wang Yang back in the WWE that's right see, now. That's the Kurt thing. I was, I was a huge fan of Jimmy was, Wang Yang all the way back to... I, um, what? He made an appearance recently and it was dull. Or maybe not recently. Within the past few years, I think he was on SmackDown or something. He he appeared in something and it wasn't a good reaction. Did he wrestle? Did he get I, beat up by somebody? I, I want to say yes, but like, I don't... I don't remember who... Maybe though. it was a Royal Rumble that he was in? No, I can't see that. Being I don't know. But I was, a fan of, I was a fan of Jimmy Wang Yang and I would love to see that. Um, as far as Kurt Hawkins goes... Um, I would definitely love to see him back in WWE. Do I see that happening due to the fact that he runs Creative Pro and Creative Pro in, uh, well, not runs that in Rahway, but they they have that, the training school. Yeah, I don't see but, it either. But, but never say never. Returns. Never say never. Yeah, but talking about returns, Rhino made his big return to NXT, taking out Blake and Murphy and the Hype Bros. Um, yeah, kudos to uh, Zack Ryder being on, doing the trifecta. Yeah, SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. It's just it's 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 funny where where he gets like he wins on Monday Night Raw, wins on SmackDown, but in between gets taken out by Rhino. Rhino. So and, and where was Rhino going after the match? I dressed. Nobody will ever know. Singlet. Who knows? But uh, also apparently uh, Nike. The company Nike has filed a notice to oppose WWE trademarking um, "Just Bring It" for the Rock, the Rock's merchandise. Um, basically, mm-hmm. arguing that they've been using "Just Do It" long before WWE, which um, they have been using that since 1988. Yeah, and it's funny because they said it's like due to it would confuse people or whatever and drag down the Nike brand or something, which. Since maybe well, how long have we been hearing "just bring it"? Nineteen eighty-eight, yeah, maybe. Very, yeah, for a very long time. So it, I it's feel like, like it's it, kind it, of. It's like since then, I've not once ever thought like "just bring it." Not once have I thought "just do it." Yeah, same here. Also, um, Stephen Richards apparently he's going to be a guest trainer at the WWE Performance Center. He could end up getting a uh, permanent role as a coach. That would be pretty interesting, though. Yeah. Uh, also, rumors flying backstage. Uh, not backstage, but on the sheets, that uh, Tajuri might have signed an actual contract with WWE to stay on after the Cruiserweight Classic. So that that could be cool. Yeah, who wouldn't want to see that? Also, it's talking about something that people want to see. Cody Rhodes is going to be a guest star on the next season of Arrow. Uh, no word if it's Stardust or Cody Rhodes gimmick. It's- Character. Definitely not going to be Stardust, could it? Well, no, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it it's could gonna, be Stardust, it, but you just don't call him Stardust. He can still dress as Stardust. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, it, or a variation of Stardust, but it would be very interesting and cool to see. And you'll find that out in the fall. Yeah. Also, John Cena. They released a video of a hashtag We Are America campaign uh, with Love Has No Labels. And it was an awesome promo just talking about John Cena was doing, walking in the streets, talking about hate, love, and just society in general. And it just shows, once again, that John Cena is the face of the WWE, is the face of pro wrestling, and deserves to be the face of 
the company. Uh, he does not have the the WWE Championship around his waist, but he doesn't need it because of who he is. And it, the one downside of this is the WWE Champion isn't this face. But just like AJ Styles said in that promo, John Cena is on another level that no one else is on. Yeah, and, and this it, just proves it once again. It was good to see. I think they released this on Monday, on July fourth. Um, and it was good to see. It was like an actual like trending topic on Facebook where it was like an outside of WWE thing, even though it was associated with WWE. But like yeah. non on my Facebook timeline, non wrestling fans were posting it. So that's cool. Yeah, that's how you know you did well. When you could take something that has nothing to do with professional wrestling featuring a pro wrestler and mm-hmm. have somebody who doesn't watch wrestling at all post it and actually exactly. react to it in a positive way, that to me that makes wrestling look good. And I agree. Hopefully John Cena does wonders on the ESPYs. I think that, when is that? Next week? Tonight? I don't know. Yeah. But it's going to be hilarious. <sighs> hilarious. All right. And now it's time for Shameless Plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Go check out Weekly Wrestling Podcast at Weekly W Podcast on Twitter. They have so many interviews uh, posted weekly uh, featuring some wrestlers from all over, whether it's Lucha Underground and all these independent promotions, Matt, uh, Matt Riddle, Speed, uh, Mike Bailey, Davey Vega, uh, Vega, so many other wrestlers. So go check them out, Weekly Wrestling Podcast. Also go check out Team Awesome, Team Awesome 418, one of the best Facebook groups out there. Uh, John, go follow John at Mr. John Faust. As always, Eric at MTL Broski. Go check out First Thing in the Morning. Go subscribe. And check, and out, go, check, check him out, Challenging the Rock. Yeah, go check that out. Go tweet The Rock and be like, yo, Rock, we hear that you're not letting uh, Montreal Broski in your competition because you're scared. Because that is the truth. For a second, I thought about entering the contest, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'd rather see Eric enter. And then turns out it's only you open did. to people in the United States. You should enter it as uh, Bray Wyatt. And <laughs> also, you you're should do it. To, you're supposed to create a character, I don't think. You should do it. I, yeah, No. All right, well, also, Donnie, we know that you're listening, and we so appreciate all of the uh, tweets that you've been tweeting to us and the interaction, and thank you for listening. Go follow Donnie at DonnieDon631. Also, so many upcoming wrestling events happening. Cap Pro Wrestling, uh, Creative Pro Wrestling is taking place in Hicksville, New York on the 17th of July. Tickets are only $20. It is Hicksville, New York, as I said. CreateAProWrestling.com. You're going to be seeing Johnny Silver, uh, Alex Reynolds, Mario Bokora, Diana Perrazzo, who's tearing up the indie scene, Hawkins, every so many other wrestlers. So go check them out. Also, ECWA going to be taking place on the 18th, Fire and Ice. You, you can go see, once again, surprise, surprise, Diana Perrazzo. Tony Atlas, Scotty Tuhati, and so much more. Go check that out. That's going to be taking place in Springfield, Pennsylvania. Also, MCW Maryland Championship Wrestling is going to be taking place in Joppa, Maryland. You can have your opportunity on the 16th to meet Sting, Lex Luger, Leo Rush, the champion, King McBride, and so much more. So go check them out. Uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling at MCW Wrestling on Twitter. Um, they're going to have a lot of action there. Plus, 
you can go meet Sting at 4 p.m. over there. Of course, with Lex Luger, but Sting. What does that mean? That's, that's... I mean, Lex Luger's great and all, but it's Sting. Come on. Also, let's not forget, on the 9th is this Saturday. So we will just continue tweeting it all out and not have to cover it right now. But result-wise, let's not forget about good old Jesse Vane. Uh, over at Ace Wrestling this past week, he ended up picking up the, a big, huge victory over at Ace Wrestling American Championship Entertainment uh, this past week as he won the Fight for Flight Championship. Also at Ace, uh, American Powerhouse Adam Payne and Astro Morales picked up the Tag Team Championships there. So go check out Ace Wrestling. Uh, they have an upcoming event taking place on the 16th in Wallington, New Jersey. You can be seeing the ace heavyweight champion, TJ Marconi, the fight for flight champion, Jesse Vane, Diamond Division champ, Jamal Jackson, so much more. Ricky Reyes, Stockade versus uh, Alvin Alvarez. Um, yeah, it's so much fun. Hollywood Express is going to be, uh, Enterprise is going to be there. So go support them on Twitter, Ace Wrestling. And yeah, uh, aceprowrestling.com. Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Any shout outs? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shout outs. First shout out. Uh, definitely would not be summer without Friendly's Watermelon Roll. Uh, you ever have one of those? I actually don't think so. Really? Maybe once, but I don't recall. I feel like we maybe discussed this a long time ago on the show, but that definitely that's get, gets a shout-out because that's pure summer right there for me. And I uh, recently I had... Isn't it year-round, though? No, it's definitely there year-round. You can okay. pick it up at the supermarket, but what's the what's the fun in getting it in the wintertime? Uh, it's, like, it's like Carvel I'll have year-round, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Friendly's watermelon roll. It's like I just want it, just want it during the summer. It just yeah. reminds me of my childhood. I used to eat that in the summer. Now look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, HBO's Vinyl gets the second shout out. I watched the complete first season, and unfortunately, as of now, um, the only season since HBO renewed it back in February, I think, and then canceled it back in uh, the end of June. I don't, I don't get why. I thought it was a really good show. Maybe the ratings didn't show that, but to me, I don't think they really advertised it well enough. Mm. Um, I think you should check it out. Yeah. You would definitely like it. I know that for a fact. I think I may have to. You definitely should. And hopefully Netflix, if anyone from Netflix, any employees, I know that's not true or possible or happening, mm-hmm. but if any Netflix employees who are higher-ups, the CEO or whatever, if you're listening to this, pick, pick that up. <laughs> For a second season as a Netflix exclusive or something. Definitely deserves a second shot. Uh, I don't know. I'm season. S- right now, I'm still hooked on uh, Wrecked. I mean, I that show is pretty hilarious. Yeah, but this is, I mean, this was like, this is like an hour long. First of all, if, if I need to sell anyone on vinyl, it's Mick Jagger and Martin Scorsese created it. So, uh, I mean, Mick Jagger's famous, Martin Scorsese's famous. The, the first, <laughs> famous people made it, so come on. <laughs> the first episode is like maybe two and, an, and a half hours long. 
It's like shot. The the whole series is shot like a movie, and it's like one continuous movie basically, um, broken up into different pieces to make it a TV show, uh, and it ends in in a with a a cliffhanger, and I want to I want to see what happens more. In. Yeah, and it's all about the record industry in the seventies ish. So it's not all about the bass. No, there is bass on it, and uh, thankfully, okay. yeah. That she shouldn't perform for July Fourth. What is all about that? Yes, mean for America. No, she should not. I tuned in and I heard that, and I was like, "Nope, off back to raw." No, thank you. But uh, lastly, the shout out goes to Royal Pains. Um, since June seventeenth, two thousand ten, and I know that date because I watched that episode due to um, due to the Big Show being on that. It was the. I think the second or third episode of the second season. That's funny because I think that was like the last time I saw an episode. Yeah. Well, that was the first time I watched an episode and last night was their series finale. And I've ever since that big show episode in season two, I've, I've literally, I've watched every single episode since. And, uh, I recently went back to watch season one. I never, I never did that. And I recently, I saw it on Netflix and I was like, Oh, I mean the season's ending. Uh, the series is ending. Let me go back and actually yeah. watch what, like, how did he get to the Hamptons? And it was fantastic to see. Um, he got like this. What happened? He lost his license, right? He did the right thing, and because the person that died on his watch, was on the board. It was like not a board, but like a, a, a person that gave a lot of money to the to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're supposed to treat this person rather than a person who you did save the life of. Yeah. So, but it was cool to see everything come full circle from season one to to now. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was sad to to see it go. So yeah. Hopefully, maybe one day I'll see more Royal Pains. But as of now, thank you to everybody involved in that show. And moving on from that, it's time for our. Right, it is our mark out moment of the week. I think collectively we can both say I mean, you could that, say it <laughs> uh, collectively. I mean, the, they were really that too. Uh, that's, um, yeah. We wow. came across well, Brandon came across this video of a, a firework show that a firework display that went on uh, over in Japan, and the display was just unbelievable. And, and, like, I don't know when it's specifically from. It's probably, like, an old video that just gets brought up because July 4th has to do with fireworks. Yeah, probably. Clearly, clearly Japan does not care about 4th of July here. But um, the the colors of the fireworks literally have never seen that in America. And the, the formations of the fireworks and the, the display, it was such precision. It was it's so on point. And uh, it, still, it still makes me question whether or not it was... It was uh, real fireworks or CGI or something, but that was phenomenal. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I thought it was it was just amazing yeah. uh, what they were doing out there. Yeah. So I think uh, also I, I popped. I actually I really did pop when uh, I saw Zack Ryder and Downstate actually tweet out that they were using 
that theme finally, because I'm such a fan of that theme song, the 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 way that, well, I guess both versions of the theme song, and uh, now the the new version that I can't wait to purchase on iTunes. So it was pretty cool. I was I yeah I thought it was really cool when they tweeted out. I was like, what? And I literally. I literally, I saw it on Twitter, and I called you right away to tell you. Yeah, and I know that you've been a huge fan of that song. Yeah. So, all right, that is marking out episode two hundred and eighty-three. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans in the books. So don't forget to go check out all of our past episodes at markingout.com on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Buy our t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. You'll see our name up there right alongside Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mick Foley, and some other of your favorite pro wrestlers because we are that damn good. Also, go follow us on Twitter at out. Go follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Go follow Brandon who had something to say on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, what did you have to say? I was going to say, well, it's really, I was going to say we are, we are. Because it, I mean, when you said we are, it triggered that song, Youth of the Nation. Oh, the Youth of the Nation. But check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash out 11 And with the Youth of the Nation, everybody loves Facebook, so go like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash out. And we wish you the... Happy birthday, Brad. <laughs>